0: whatever point you're at in life, you're asking yourself a lot of questions. You're trying to figure out if your work-life balance is okay, if you should be dating someone, if you are your happiest self, and how you can spice up and change up a routine that feels really, really overworked. Okay, everyone. Hello. Welcome back. I am so happy to be doing this episode. And I took a few weeks away to kind of think about how I was organizing this podcast and realized that I wanted to really start with the listeners and people who are all, you know, experiencing this influx of questions as we're experiencing adjustment periods, moving to new cities, starting new jobs graduating college, whatever it is. There are a lot of questions in the ether. And so I think that it's only right to kind of normalize talking about these topics because they are so ripe. They're so ripe. Um, I'm also in a robe in my turby towel right now. I have some tea. We are vibing. So if you want to take a second and get a comfy pair of socks or a blanket you know maybe a candle just this is a time for us to just have a candid unfiltered conversation about these questions that are just driving us insane i'll give you a second to do that but get comfy and we'll dive right in so the first area that i wanted to tackle came from a few questions asking about one how to make friends in college and two how to make friends in the real world and it's funny because these came obviously from different people, but align in so many ways. Really, what this is all about is putting ourselves out there in ways that we've never done before. Whether you're moving from a high school environment to a college environment, or you're moving to an entirely new city post graduation, trying to figure out A, where you park your car, but B, Uh, how to literally establish an entirely new group of friends without relying on solely your friends from college or the past. Yeah, it's a lot. And I want to say, I want to preface before any of this that it is a okay to feel really, really low when you experience a transition um, that is kind of forcing you into this new terrain. So if you're experiencing depression, anxiety, you're experiencing kind of an influx of worry, of self-doubt. I just wanna normalize that because it is all too real and not to sound like a dark human, but if you haven't experienced it, you might. And it's something that is part of the growing process. And It's totally, totally normal and okay to feel that way. You're not gonna have your life together right away And all of these things that we're talking about are a part of just piecing together the puzzle of being a happier version of yourself, of exploring yourself. I can surely tell you that I don't have it all together, um, which leads me to also say that these are just my opinions. But anyway, let's dive in. Making friends in college. Now, when I went to college, I was like, guns blazing. Like, I literally was ready for it. (laughs) I didn't really care to, you know, give sad goodbyes to anyone. I was kind of just like ready for the new adventure. And with that, I instantly was just messaging people. Honestly, I kind of probably went a little bit overboard with it, but it did teach me that reaching out and being authentic is probably the best thing that we can do. Especially in this very interesting post COVID environment. I, I actually read in the New York Times that there's a youth quake going on and there's people all over the place trying to make new friends right now because we, it's just in our nature. We're literally so young. College is in smack dab in the middle of our adolescent years right when we are beginning our 20-somethings. And so it is so natural for us to express social behavior in a way that's just all over the place. We want to meet new people. We want to go out. We want to have fun, all of the above. In order to do that, it, I think it gets over, you know, complicated by the systems that present themselves in college. So for example, if you are in Greek life, if you are a part of certain groups of people who've lived in this city for a long time and know it more than you do. And you feel almost like you're an outsider in that way. There are a lot of these politics that kind of come to play, I would say, at a lot of universities, which I hate. And by the way, which don't matter uh, when you graduate literally at all and those can make it seem like you have to have friends in certain lanes or once you have a group of friends stick to it literally don't look away from that friend group or else you're abandoned and you you know you're you're lost so i have three sort of pieces of advice for this question and i think the first one is let go of judgment no matter where you are who you are just practice letting go of the judgment that you hold of someone not Liking you, of someone, you know, saying no to you asking them to hang out, of someone even judging you for spending time alone or, or going to do something alone that is for you and only you. And you know what? Not really for anyone else's approval. That's my first thing. The second thing is practice authenticity. And those go hand in hand. So when you let go of judgment and when you practice really just being yourself unapologetically i promise you the best people in the entire world will show up the people who will be there all th- throughout your entire life i think of those people who are equally as authentic who equally let go of judgment as like these golden little stars in my brain like they they have a golden aura and it's just not going away they will be there on my wedding day they are there for life and Those are the people who just recognize you for you and they exist all over. But it's a matter of you being willing to be yourself so that other people can be their self so that all together you are creating a really beautiful, authentic pot of energy and it's amazing. I think for me, I found that when I joined college and was in acapella for the first time and I literally could not have cared less about the fact that I was one of the younger people in the group, the fact that, you know, I was now in this new scene of music that I had no idea about. I was just so excited in those rehearsals to like be there and be immersed in with people who had amazing voices and kind of just love to do the thing without thinking about it. So I think that's a really kind of interesting place to consider friendship even just when you are your happiest you'll, you'll find the people show up um, who are also their happiest and those make for the best friendships and the last thing is look for people and look look for friendships where your values align so if you're really passionate about something in particular be it a social justice issue be it a particular artist or you know, a, a habit, a lifestyle. Seek out people in those areas of life. And it's so amazing because then you have more energy surrounding the things that matter to you most. And there, like I said, there are so many people in the world. There are people that will right on your campus that will recognize the similarity there and be like, oh my gosh, yeah, let's do that together. Oh, you love to go for runs? Let's run together oh my gosh, you love this artist, let's go to this concert. And that's like an instant way to create those bonds, to start hanging out with someone, and just to kind of find common ground. Because I think also in college, it can be scary, especially, you know, at a place like USC, it was it was so big that you have to be intentional about the common ground that you're laying in order to kind of make it feel a little bit more homey. But be your authentic self, let go of judgment, and understand where your values are and where they align with others and that's where you can find some really incredible communities this leads into making friends in real life so i just got to tell you this is hard this is hard stuff if you're about to experience this if you're graduating you know what get buckle up because <laughs> it's a tough thing you're even for people who are the most extroverted in the world Making friends from scratch in a place that pretty much has no, no lane, like you are and, and in a place where you're working remotely, a lot of us, um, it's, it's very difficult. Something that's been really helpful, and that sort of just amplifies what I said about making friends in college, is that reaching out. Is so critical and it always pays off. It literally always pays off. And the thing that is so funny making friends out of college is that you become friends with people who might have been literally in a parallel universe to yours the whole time. Whether they lived in the same city, went to the same school, or whether they're brand new, they could have been your best friend for the past four years, eight years. And the only thing separating you was a city. And I think that you only kind of figure those things out if you are really intentional about your time, making plans and actually writing them down. The name of the game in the adult universe is like, oh, hey, oh, my gosh, would love to get coffee. Let's do it. Oh, yeah, I'd love to, you know, let's, and especially when you're going out, you hear that all the time when you're running into people, which is great very friendly attitude to have but actually following up in a setting where it's like a 3 p.m on a tuesday and being like hey so and so you know i'd love to hang out if you're around this weekend i'm free on saturday and sunday let me know and i promise you it always pays off literally not once has it not paid off and you know what part of adulting, too, is just knowing that you're not always going to get a yes to things. You're not always going to reach out to people who are the right people, but at least you're doing it in the first place, and at least you're allowing yourself to explore and meet new people, especially in new cities. If you move to a new city, that should be a green light in your head to say, okay, I have so much terrain to cover. Yes, it's overwhelming if you look at the big picture, but it's an opportunity to reinvent yourself literally you can become whoever you want you can be friends with whoever you want and that's the beauty of this whole young adulting 20 something thing is that that's what you're meant to be doing is like going to a random concert with a group that you don't know that well going you know to get dinner with a coworker who you just met like those are the things that make the daily life more exciting in my opinion and I think I think they're just critical. I actually, like, have a story about this. I was going to meet a friend for the first time, and I was pretty nervous because I was like, you know what? This is a guy, and I'm interested in getting to know them, but I'm also – I don't have a friend to go with me, basically. I was like, I really want to go to this, but if I do – Like, I need to have a roommate, whatever. I need to show up with like a little squad. And that, I totally get that too. I was in that mindset. But I had to literally train myself, tell myself, you know what, Tia, this is not going to go bad. This is not going to go poorly. And if it does, then this is not the right person to be hanging out with. And honestly, it was such a fun night. It was, I met so many friends. It was a cool environment. And, had it not been for me just kind of swallowing my pride in that moment, I probably wouldn't have gone and have, had just made up some excuse. So go make some friends, do it, send that message, life is too short, you should do it. I'm an advocate, I'm rooting for you. The next thing is about dating. What a fun topic. One question is, when is it a good time to start dating again? I suppose after a relationship. And then another question is about dating apps. I'll start with when is it a good time to start dating again? I think that this is all about being real with where you are. The post-relationship breakup process is brutal. I think for anyone. If it's not brutal, then I think you're a little bit uh, potentially apathetic and that's okay too but i'm talking to the people who have emotions <laughs> so um you need time to fully heal and i'm not saying that you can't meet someone throughout that healing process but i do think that it's literally a daily effort to check in with yourself even if even if it seems annoying check in with yourself and say hey how am i feeling today what are some of the thoughts i've been having and what does this mean for me on a larger scale? Because it's all going to be ups and downs, whether or not you feel amazing, and you feel like you're ready to get back out there, or you feel still like fragile. And, you know, you're trying to come up with the pieces, reasons why you want to reach out to this person. You're going to be somewhere in between, and you're probably going to have a mix of those moments. But strong guiding forces, okay? These are strong things that you can consider when you are like, okay, you're kind of at that in-between saying, I'm interested in getting to know new people, especially if you're in a situation where you're living in a new city, you just graduated, you're kind of like in a new, fresh state of mind, you want to experience that, but you also don't want to get heartbroken. You can't afford to get heartbroken because guess what? It already happened. Or at least you've already experienced some sort of detachment that has changed your world a little bit. I think that one, emotional check-ins are incredibly important. I already sort of ranted about this, but being really aware of where you are. I mentioned this in my first podcast, but your emotions are so important. They are like your babies, honestly. They give you so much joy. If you think about it there, think about the movie Inside Out. They're responsible for who you are, your core memories, everything. You want to lend those to people and environments that are going to support them, right? And when you start dating, it's a little bit difficult to understand if. The person that you're talking to is going to be able to do that for you because uh, especially in this kind of young adult universe, a lot of people are in it for different things. Like, yeah, let's go on a date and then let me take you home. You know what I mean? Or, yeah, okay, I'll see you this weekend, but never again. There's no real way to kind of proof that. So I think what you have to do, what you can, how you can help yourself with that is by saying, okay, this is where I'm at emotionally. I am either very fragile and vulnerable, or I feel like I have this like full bloom. I'm just ready to love. I'm ready to give. And I honestly can tell myself that if I do give, I am going to be okay. I'm going to be able to bounce back if something goes completely off the rails. And quite honestly, that's a hard thing to identify. But I think it takes a consistent effort of being there for yourself and saying, this might seem interesting to me, this might infatuate me, but I'm really not ready. I'm really not ready or I am ready. I'm so ready and I need to stop holding myself back. That's the first thing. Another thing is knowing when time alone is a good thing. I am a firm believer that after a relationship, especially if it's been one that's over a year, two years, three, five years, time alone is so critical. It's not time when you're lonely. Some nights will be lonely, but it's time alone, time to grow. You don't owe anyone anything. Literally, you are establishing a new life and a new chapter that is all for you and about you. And when you emerge from that chapter, when you give that some legitimate time and care, you're going to be so ready to date. You're going to be in a much better headspace. And you're going to know what qualities you're looking for in a partner because those will look way different after, first of all, after college, but after like a few years of personal self care alone time that will allow you to grow in ways that you you couldn't even have imagined. You couldn't even have imagined when you when you started your last relationship. And I think that goes for the next one and the next one until you find your forever partner if that's what you're looking for. That alone time is so is so critical and I had to learn that kind of a hard way. I went through a breakup right at the end of my college experience that rocked my world. And I say that because it wasn't easy for me to get comfortable with being alone and with being really, really true to myself and knowing that this was the time for me to fly and grow and be everything I wanted to be. And it took some diligence to say, you know what, yeah, this might be tempting. This thing might be, you know, very flashy right now, especially in a new city, new environments. This is really one of the most like self-centered times of our lives in the sense that we are figuring out a lot of pieces. And so, it's just critical to be in tune with that. The third thing I'll mention about this is that being on the same page as whoever it is you're interested in dating, you're getting to know um you're excited about i think that it's actually the most important piece of it all the truth is you could be ready to date in a very casual way you could be ready to kind of just hang out with someone see them every once in a while you know you're very good at detachment you don't need their approval or attention that's hard to master by the way because let's face it we like to we like to you know receive affirmation and attention and admiration and all of those things. I think that's a good route if you're okay with being pretty detached and you want to just be dating someone casually as you're going through this separate healing process. And then there are people that are very, very interested in like legitimate relationship. They could have been in a relationship recently or they could have been like ready, ripe, you know, never dated anyone in in their life. You never know who you're going to meet. So being communicative with that person is just going to benefit you both. I'm a very open person. Like if I have feelings for you, I'm going to just tell you straight up. You're probably going to know soon because I just I like to wear my heart on my sleeve and I think that it's important to let people know when they're admired. But I was kind of in this mix of, I'm gonna date casually, I'm gonna meet new people, this is fun. And then there was one person who I was super incredibly interested in who lit like a spark in me, honestly. I was like, this really hasn't happened for me in a very long time, this is exciting. I was open and honest and communicative with them and was just kind of being, being aware of what I said earlier, my emotional check-in, where I was at, what I was able to give that person. And I was honest about it. I, I told them about what I'd been through and what I was kind of in the middle of and exploring for myself. And that person wasn't really able to communicate and tell me if they were really even interested. And so Boom, there's a great example. Like, I'm so grateful for that communication because I was able to kind of halt myself there and say, okay, let me backtrack and just preserve this emotional energy that I was, you know, packing up in the suitcase ready to potentially give someone. All that to say, I think it's really important to just check in, be open, be honest, because also the right person will fall into your life at the right time. I'm such a firm believer in that. Whether it's the person that, you know, you recently dated, or whether it's someone entirely new across the universe, like, there is a time and way for things to come to fruition. Absolutely. The key to that is spending time alone doing the things that you really love. What I said earlier about finding people who align with your values, those are just incredible ways to get to know people who might be, uh, might be the one, so... The second half of this is dating apps. Dear God. Um, dating apps are interesting because I feel like each one at this point has its own reputation. So there's Bumble, there's Tinder, there's Hinge. You know, I don't know what else is out there. But they all kind of have this way of fostering connection. And by the way, these connections can lead to friendships. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't always have to be this romantic setting but I do think if you're in a new city and you work remotely if you're basically in a bubble and you're trying to meet new people and you're trying to make new friends you want to put yourself out there try it out there's literally no harm in doing so it's so normalized now I really do think it's just about you being willing to be open and make it funny make it fun Put some weird stuff on there, like be as authentic as you would someone that you're really close with, because the honest truth is, this is just like a digital pool of people that up until this point have never been in your life. So you might as well just show them the funniest, most out there version of yourself so that they can just bask in it, at least for a swipe. And then if they don't like it, sorry. Uh, Thank you, next. So the last little bit of this is going to be about work-life balance and balancing work and going out, the triangle of working, sleeping, and social. For the corporate besties out there, this can be an interesting situation because not only are we now working a literal nine to five in an environment that feels very kind of sterile, we are trying to figure out how we can maintain the zest and excitement of the projects that we did before or of the various clubs we were a part of. We're trying to really understand how to make work a part of our life. Yes, a very important and exciting part of our life, but also a piece to a puzzle that has so much potential, so much potential for, you know, meeting new people, discovering new hobbies all of the above, all of these like adult things that are actually super duper fun and that we can really lean into. The first thing is noticing where your productivity lies. For me, I work remotely. So that's interesting because we're just not in the office very often. But I will say that I'm super productive when I do go to the office, when I do go to a coffee shop to do work, when I am listening to certain playlists. All of these things allow you to be really productive during the hours when you are meant to be productive and when you're communicating with your team. Same thing goes with college. Then comes the life balance. When it's time, when it's in the wee hours of the night, I don't care if you are a software engineer and you are grinding 80 hours a week or whatever, you have to commit to a life balance too. You have to tell yourself, okay, I am not a robot, I'm not a machine, I need time for myself, I need rest. It all works in tandem. Our productivity during the day allows us to be well-rested at night, to read a little bit, to light the candle, to take a long, nice shower, to work out, to go for a walk, to watch a movie, things that we also deserve to be doing hold yourself accountable. You know what I mean? Put, put some, I have this really great planner actually that has time slots of the day on it. So I tell myself at what time I want to be kind of inching towards the end of some project or some task. And that way by the end of the day, when I'm like, okay, Oh, it's getting close to six o'clock. I need a 100% wind down because this evening is still my evening. There's so much left in the day to do and see. And I want to call my friend from home, whatever it is. So don't think that you need a balance of taking care of yourself, of sleeping, of eating enough meals, of being a full human in addition to your work. And it's not that difficult of a task if you, just, if you hold yourself accountable, you write things down, and you really consider... The fact that your brain is developing at this time as well. So, do things that are fostering, you know, positive brain health: reading, writing, um, going for a walk with your roommate. And while you're holding yourself accountable, you and whoever you live with, or you and someone who you can communicate with easily, can hold each other accountable too. There's actually a really incredible coworker of mine who I talk to all the time, and she lives in New York, and we will message each other when we need to get up and go for a walk. Like we're working completely remotely on opposite sides of the country, but we do that because we know we do need to get up and stretch our bodies and kind of wake ourselves up a little bit in the middle of the day. That's just one example, but you can do that with anyone around you to ensure that you're not on your screen 24 seven, that you're getting exercise and time to re- recharge, This is the same thing, you know, that applies to setting a routine, waking up at the same time, taking breaks, like literally factoring in breaks to your workflow. Even if you're in an office or you're in class, get up, go to the bathroom, get a drink of water and just stand there and stretch for a little bit off of your phone. Like just, just make that a priority and you'll see many differences in the way that you're able to focus and redirect your intention when you do need to be productive and, and, you know, on top of it and everything. Outside of the work-life balance that, you know, we all struggle with, there's the balance of work and going out. In college, it's a whole different game because I feel like, you know, you just do it somehow. But balancing work and going out is really about establishing your own parameters and establishing friends and people around you who will support you in those who are not gonna peer pressure you but who also are on your terms I think a big part of this is the fact that you know you go out for a weekend and then you're like where did all my money go I literally just spent all my money (laughs) or you're like okay where did all my energy go oh it's probably because I went to bed at like 2 a.m every night so establish a budget for both of those things one being financially, tell yourself, hey, I'm gonna, you know, pregame or whatever, I'm gonna do things that are gonna work for me at home and your budget in terms of what you can give. If you're tired, go lay in your bed, like just go do it. Because you know what, if you do have work the next day, or if you do have things that you want to do outside of just nightlife, like, you can do those things. You can have an equally as you know, productive day as you do um, when you're working on the weekend. And it doesn't always have to be like, oh my gosh, I'm recovering from the night before. Like You can kind of strike a balance there that I think is something that is exciting to work on um, and it's definitely a work in progress. And the last thing I wanted to say about this specifically is that you want to be going out with people who also support what you do in your non-going-out life. I think it's okay to have friends that you go out with and friends that you work with and friends that you exercise with, all of those things, but there's honestly this song by Casey Musgraves called, Are You Sure? And I swear it's, it's left a forever imprint on me because she's basically saying, are you sure this is where you wanna be? Look to your left and to, to your right. Like, are these your people? You wanna be in environments that are sustainable the game gets really old of going out, waking up, going out, waking up, especially if you're adding work in there, waking up, working, eating dinner, going out, waking up, working, like, oh my goodness, props to you, you know, you guys who do that. I'm in bed by like 10pm. But all that to say, if you're putting in that work, you want to you want to be around people who are going to make it worthwhile. And who are also going to be down for a change of pace. I think a great way to balance the same energy of going out is to host something in, is to say, oh, you know what? I'm going to host a dinner at my apartment or I'm going to have, you know, some seasonal activity that I wanted to do. I did a pumpkin carving thing at my apartment and it was so fun and it was kind of like the same energy that I would put into like getting ready to go out somewhere. Like I got, I got all ready and I baked and like, I was able to put some energy in and socialize without feeling super drained. So striking a balance between okay, when am I going to go out out and when am I going to socialize, hang out with people, but maybe make it a little bit more sustainable for the work that's coming soon or for my other priorities. The last thing, and you know, this is a good way to kind of tie the ribbon on a bunch of themes that I've been talking about, is. The question of how can I preserve the joy in everyday routine? And I think this really gets at the fact that no matter what you're seeing on social media, no matter if you're envious of someone's life, if you're really happy in your life, if you are just at an in-between, we all experience these moments of wondering when something will change, when we can look forward to something, because things just become a little bit mundane. So you've worked really hard to establish this routine, and now you have it. Something that I'm consistently thinking about and trying to train my brain to think is that there is joy in every single day. There are blessings in every day. There are reasons to be happy and excited in every single day. Some just take more seating than others. Sometimes you're going to have to make a, a really intentional effort. Going back to the making friends thing say you have Monday through Thursday evenings after work are pretty much free, right? You want to have some of that time for yourself, but you also, you know, you have kind of some, some things floating around that are probably pretty routine anyway. That's a perfect time to introduce one of these fun kind of joyful things that really can just pop into the puzzle at any time and place. You can even spend the time doing alone things that you love if you love to paint. If you love to explore new music, you want to learn how to play guitar, like you want to do something that's going to strengthen a hobby that you've been kind of interested in for a while, use the time that's still left in the day, which is a lot of time, by the way, use that time to do something that you love and commit to it. Write it down on the same planner where you write down what you need to do for work that day add it in it's important it's it's crucial and it's something that we need to start taking more seriously because it's a part of our overall happiness and it makes each week a little bit brighter when you add those things in and you have things to look forward to and you have goals that you're setting life's hard but you don't have to feel like you're on a treadmill that's never ending put yourself out there be involved in communities and with people that value you and that recognize your worth and just learn the art of balance. Practice new habits and figure out what's going to work for you. Life is fun. We, we can have fun with it. It's hard, but it's fun. Next week, I'll be talking about brain food, which is my name for all of the things that make our brain Super incredibly happy and excited to take on the world from amazing music to people who are inspiring to daily practices, all of these sort of things that we can just explore that are making my brain happy and that I think are going to make your brain happy. So I'm very excited about that one. And let me know if y'all have any other questions or if this conversation sparks any other thoughts about life and adolescence and our 20-somethings I'm now going to get in bed and we'll probably watch Inside Out so bye